Hey everybody, welcome back to Sean Knobs and Boomsticks. Hey, how's it going, Knobs? It's been a rough couple days. Yeah, you want to talk about it? You want to save it for your therapist? Nah, it's work stuff. Nah, work stress. Uh, I don't really have any anything exciting to report that I can think of. Anyway, uh, still suck at PUBG. <laughs> I do too. I just don't play it. I'm sure I suck. Uh, there at was it. a moment there where I felt like I, I I felt like I finally got my my skills underneath me that I actually felt confident, and I just lost all of that. It's amazing no. what a, what a month or two will not playing it consistently will do. You know what that reminds me of for some reason, not entirely related, is uh, Titanfall Two. Diminishing Titan skills? No. Well, I mean, I, I definitely suffer from that, but. Uh, uh, and Titanfall 1. Titanfall 1, I was really good at. And I, I'm not one of those people, like, if anything, I, I'm more of a self-deprecating type. Because I'm rarely good at online games. Rarely. But Titanfall is one that stood out because I would always be in, like, the top. I, I would get number one a lot out of everyone. Out of, you know, it was like six on six or whatever. Um, or I'd be in top three almost every game. And then Titanfall 2, I could pull that off after a while, not initially. Um, I was getting pretty good at it, top three a lot of times. But then I noticed when I party up with my friends, and my friends, two of my friends specifically, and Steve, Steve listens, so he's one of them, he knows. Like, they're terrible at the game, right? Because right. they, don't, they don't play. I mean, it's not that, like, they try and they, they just, they literally play basically when I want to play, which is nice, which isn't often, you know? Um, like when the game came out, I played it a lot and stuff. I haven't played it in forever now, but um, and I still haven't played it. This isn't actually I'm not speaking recently. I'm just reminded of online playing that game. And uh, it seems like whenever you get in a party, no matter what your your skill level is, because they do that behind the scenes. Right. Uh, matchmaking, the supposedly matchmaking skill magic. based. Um, if you're in a party, I swear to God, they throw you in with way better people <laughs> because I get annihilated when I that have people when, in my party. That happens when we try to play competitive in Overwatch as a group. Yeah. As a group, they think you're rock stars. Yes. If you are if you have a friend if or just, two. If you're just a random person playing that game, you're paired up with, with better people. Yes. I... I, I Thank you. Okay, it's not because I because I'm sitting it's there. It's not like, just that game because we we grouped up one night as a group of six, and it was the most miserable experience in Overwatch I've ever had. Yeah, and it does it, and, and it ruins like my my two friends. They're not hardcore gamers. They're just not. You know, they play sometimes. The game we play the most is Hot Shots Golf. You know, it's like a relaxed. It's not fast paced. They're not big shooter players. They're just not. They don't even play single player really. Um, but because they live in Memphis. They'll jump on for the social aspect more than anything. Well, yeah. And while you're playing and then it just sucks the fun out of it, though, when it's just loss after loss after loss. And meanwhile, I'm like, dude, I, I swear I'm not this bad. Like my KD just tanks. <laughs> you know, I go from being number one to number six. And uh, yeah, and I don't. I, they just put you with better people because you're in a group. They, well, it's because like they, they assume you're communicating, which which should give you an advantage. But I, I don't know. We're not communicating. We are, but we're just ragging on each other. Yeah. <laughs> and our communications consist of things like, oh, I fucking died. It's not like a coordinate of where to go flank this guy. <laughs> no, nah, man, just... we do that, and then it's, it's pretty much loot chatter until we're being shot at. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's a, 
It's a little frustrating, though. I wish they would account for everybody's individual skill level. It is, and I'm still pining my way through the division. I mean, I finish it, and I'm kind of doing, like, the weekly, like, bounties and stuff like that, and I'm almost ground out my my last gear set uh, that I need to do, and I can't get the material to drop at all. I even did what Reddit told me to do is go into the dark zone where that's uh, PvP people are yeah. at. Fuck all of you <laughs> in that arena. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck every one of you because you're the worst. Are they just like, are they ganking you? Are they oh, just like, it's not even that. Geared like, the fuck up and just you come in and they one shot like, you or what? So I'm in there for the first time and, you know, I've, you know, got a piece of uh, a corrupted gear or infected. No, what is it? Quarantined gear? Radiated gear? I don't know. Whatever, whatever loot drops, it's, it's weird. It's in high there. level gear, super rare. It's not even that fucking high level. No. That's the part. So you don't see any of the stats or anything until you get it airlifted out of there. So I'm like, all right, I got this piece of this is some random yellow thing. So I'm like, I don't know. It looks like a gun. So I go over to the drop zone, shoot my flare up, sit there, fight off, I don't know, 15, 20 NPCs. Thing arrives. As I'm getting down, here comes the SWAT team <laughs> just to mow me down and steal my shit. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's cool. They're almost like vultures, right? Right. So then I leave, you know. And plus, I couldn't fast travel out of the fucking thing. I had to fight my way across the map because yeah. the only spawn point I had was on the inside of it. So I fight my way across the map. I was like, all right, I'm not doing that again. Then I find in Reddit, it's like, oh, this stuff drops this uh, this DNH tech really fast. Like, it drops it like candy. I'm like, all right, cool. So it's nothing that I need to loot. So I don't have to worry about losing anything. And I can't get these fucking things to drop. And you're coming, I'm coming across like very high level like elite squads, like NPC squads, hoping like the Black Tusk people are going to drop this shit. So I'm in a, I'm in a firefight, and this is where I pretty much, I was flipped. If I had a table in front of me, I'd have flipped it. <laughs> um, I'm in there. I'm fighting this Alicia. I'm chipping away at them. Like I've got them flagged. I'm doing 25% damage to everyone. Get them about 90% done. Two dudes roll in, Molotov me and kill me. Ooh. And I'm like, ooh, the fuck? And I'm 90% sure they were sitting there watching me scrape through this fight the whole time. <laughs> Just hanging back, smoking cigarettes. Right. So anyway, so look at this asshole. He thinks he's Rambo. <laughs> look at this guy. Look at this fucking guy. So anyway, so I spawn, I immediately run back to that same point. And like, I look to see if anything dropped. Like, I walked up, like, turned around, walked away. And one of these motherfuckers, I didn't even take a shot at him. They shot me in the back. Oh, my God. So wait, does the does the boss stay at the same health level? Like no, because it, it it's they weren't bosses. They were like four. It was four four yellows. So, so they were oh, elite. Okay. So you had like a heavy. So their their health just regenerates immediately when no. you die. Oh okay no no okay. they went in and finished them off. Oh the and then last they, guy out of the four. And you don't do you get any loot out of that then? Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Nothing because they didn't drop anyway. Because I had, you know, I had, because uh, I switched to ongoing tech, so it reached out, ongoing directive, which sweeps out and pulls all the loot back to me, like ammo and resources and things gotcha. like that. See, that's, and that's, that's one of the reasons I get frustrated with those, uh, with those hamster wheel shooters. Like, I was hardcore into Destiny 1. I was into Destiny 2 pretty heavy for a very short time, though. But I played the shit out of Destiny 1 off and on for like a year or two. 
and like it, it was always uh when you would go on reddit or wherever everybody's like pray to rn jesus like it was just all the time for the because it, it, it was you had to do things so many times before something would drop and it was just it was right. it was and not fun at that point like and i did that like i've i've been in my fair share of grindy ass fucking games and this was something if when i didn't need it was dropping all the time yeah and now that I need just 10 more, 10 more fucking things, the, I can't get that thing to drop. The only game, there's one game that I can keep going back to that I'm always happy with. It's a looter and it's Diablo 3. That's still my my comfort food game. They they have it right as far as the drops. Like you might not get exactly what you wanted. You know, if you're trying to get a certain set of armor or whatever you're going after, Um but they'll they'll give you enough stuff, you know, because there's so many other things, materials and all that kind of stuff that you might need. Right. They keep it going, though. They well, keep it and that's steady. Part of the thing, because like I, anything I'm picking up now and what's weird is now that my gear score is like above 500, like I'm like the drops are still like 480, 475. I crafted something at my table. One of these pieces ended up coming at like a 460. I'm like, Ugh. this is just doesn't fucking help me at all. Even if I respec it, I can't get anywhere near the level I want to be at. Right. That's and that's so now I got to go back yeah. and get the piece and fucking grind it out again. Then yeah. hopefully it crafts properly. Yeah. Diablo has that. And plus, I think it helps, too, because they have so many difficulty levels that you can adjust to match not only how fast you're killing stuff, but it also adjusts, you know, the per, how what the percentage is that things will drop and everything like that. So you can find that sweet spot where you're you're killing things quickly and still, you know, some of the loot that drops is actually usable. But there's again, there's other stuff you need. You need gems. There's so many different materials and stuff you need in that game that there's always something dropping. That well, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I'm deconstructing like I literally scrap everything I get other than because yeah, I haven't seen guns better than the shit I've been using. <laughs> like and then they starting to get old. Yeah. And you get. Yeah. Yeah, Diablo 3 is like, that's the only one that f for me has been uh, in it. I haven't played it in a like, little and while. That's the and that's the thing what makes Borderlands fun. So you can find a gun that's kind of like the one, but it does something completely weird. No. Like shoot hamburgers. Well, that was, now my experience was mostly with Borderlands 1, but um, I don't know. I, that that was always fun, even just going on Cromerax runs. Oh, yeah, the raids. Yeah, and then, uh, but there's so much different stuff that you could you could get that i mean i don't know it seemed like you were always getting something new that you could yep. dick around with uh without breaking the game or anything you know yeah i mean there yeah there are always those those items but i mean once you get to the point where you're past level 30 like you you're pretty much free reign whatever gear drops is yours so what's the what's the gear what's like the level cap for your gear score i don't even know oh. i'm guessing the highest one i've crafted is uh 517 hmm. that's the highest i've seen and yeah. i haven't seen anyone with a set higher than i think a 5 5 10 5 12 things the highest gear score i've seen wow um like some rock i'm like one of my gear sets is as a 508 the other one's at a 501 so you're really close to that cap though it sounds like you just haven't well i would it. be over that cap. i would be there about that cap if i could find guns that had a higher gear score and yeah. like with with the equipment you can kind of cheese it and break it down and respec it so you, you swap out specs for a different piece of armor that you have 
and then it usually bumps the gear score up. Yeah. Guns don't work like that, and I don't know how the fuck to do it. <laughs> yeah, I bought Diablo 3. I, ha- I literally own that on probably like four different systems. And it's funny, the only one oh, I yeah, don't have on I'm a PC. To, yeah, now I'm trying to mine exotic uh, guns and stuff. Like, I got yeah. one SMG and four out of the, or three out of the four parts for the Nemesis Sniper. See, I think that's one of the things that I never, one of the reasons I never got into the first division, even though I played it, is in a, I was playing it alongside Destiny, is the, the, the other, the one thing Destiny has over the division is cosmetics. Like, even, like, your dude looks cool now, but he doesn't look that different from when you started. You know what I mean? Like, Destiny has, like, this, because it has this outrageous space armor and the guns get crazier looking. All your yeah. guns still look like guns yeah <laughs> you know they don't they don't get weird and sci-fi or anything like that you can put crazy skins on them yeah but that's just a paint job i mean it's not yeah. like it's like cosmetically that different i mean right like granted like the exotics all have a little thing that's a little different on them like the the chatterbox smg's got this like smoking drug canister on it that's always got a little bit of green smoke floating around you nice <laughs> which i manage it's 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 just amphetamines but whatever <laughs> I just assume that was for the stoners, for the the X four twenty guys. A lot of aromatics coming out. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's not that I'm done. It's just every time I get on to play something, I'm pulled into another game. Yeah. Mostly Overwatch. Well, now you got you got Rage Two. You'll have to check that out and let me know what you think of it. I think it looks great. I haven't picked it up yet because again, I'm just still I'm 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 still replaying Bulletstorm though. I'm kind of I'm getting I'm getting done with that. That's just a fun game, man. It is. It's just uh, like the gunplay. Trying to get those fucking skill shots can be fun, but also frustrating to get some of the more complex ones. Uh, but it's, it's oh, still cool. Kicking the fucking cannonballs was always the hardest one. Oh, I I just got that. I think I only have one. Like I haven't got the last gun yet with like, the drill, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. I haven't got that far. Or whatever it is. Yeah. I haven't got that far yet. But uh, I think I only have one left for the whatever that bowling ball gun is. I forget what it's called. But the the what what am I struggling with on that one? There's there's oh one it's o- the fifty or the thirty meter shot. Yes, thank you. That's the it's exactly yeah. what I have left. <laughs> hundred it's a hundred yard hundred meters. It's or fucking cr- stupid. It's and like, I'm like, I like you like, just got a blind fire. And hope. I have no idea how to get it to go that far. <laughs> right. You're just aiming at the sky, basically, trying to get it to go 100 meters. Yeah, no, like, I have I'm, I'm something I never YouTube, but I think that's the only skill shot I never got in the vanilla version. That's, I literally have every other one for that gun. I'm, there's, like, one I'm missing for the, the hand cannon, the handgun, whatever, I, one or two. Then the it, screamer? It evol- yeah, the screamer. It involves, like, a charge shot where you have to, I've set, like, three people on fire and then kill them. But it's, it's weird because, like, I'm having trouble setting three people on fire. Like one dude will just fly off and uh, die. Like before it's, I can, you got to hit the ground. And that's what I was trying to do. I, but I, I was like, then I wasn't catching anybody on fire. So uh, I must be, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I haven't a, looked it up. I must be doing or a ceiling. So, uh, and then, uh, what else? I don't know. I think I have like one shotgun shot, but I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, that, that one with the fucking bowling ball, though. <laughs> trying to... Oh, it's maddening. It's yeah. maddening because I'm sitting there. She's like, and it's like going from like me to you. And like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Is, can you charge it up? And you're like, Thoom, and it then just rolls out of the fucking front of the gun. You're like, what the hell? Well, I can get it to go far, but 
it's there's a hail no mary one spawned in there well yeah you you have to run away you have to find an area first of all where there's no ceiling where you can fire that far and at that point you're and i feel i'm like i feel like i'm 100 yards away but i'm not <laughs> like or i just miss outright or i ex- let it explode like right above right, their head the areas or something that would allow you you're using the, i think the area that would probably be the best provided for that would probably be the area where you're controlling a robot dinosaur yeah that seems like the only people where they have distance on you yeah oh, and there's the a snipers. bunch of people too uh if you can get it up there i think those snipers in the in the valley where you're with the colonel yeah i, think I haven't in the basement that yet, so that might be but i don't even think you have the gun unlocked at that point yeah i don't remember because that's when you get the sniper rifle oh uh, okay that's fun, like a dick shot into the next guy and get him to explode. Yeah, I got all the sniper shots. I got 100% of those. I'm done with that. That's the only thing I kind of don't like is I just kind of put weapons away until because I'm just working on skill oh, shots, yeah. you know. Uh, so, But it's still it's still just a great game, though. It's a it's a solid eight, eight and a half out of ten, I'd say. Uh, just well done. Um, it's just fun. It is. And it's it's unique, too, because of that whole skill shot thing. Uh, makes you try stuff you wouldn't try normally. Uh, no, that's that's always cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to talk about our movie sure. this week? Fight Club. Sure. How how it's amazing how relevant some of this stuff ends up being. It's years still down the road. very relevant film. Um, so I was probably like twenty two or twenty three when this movie came out, and uh, it was nineteen ninety nine, right? Yeah, uh, I saw it in theaters with my buddy and uh it wasn't like mall rats where there was no one there but there weren't a lot of people there we went opening weekend it was not a big hit and i've we've we loved it we just we love this I movie i think i remember seeing this in the theater but i couldn't tell you. it wasn't in a memorable experience gotcha uh and then when it came out on on dvd uh maggie and i um we were, we were dating but her and i watched we watched that movie and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas almost every night when we went to sleep. We just loved those movies, and we'd watch either one really? of those. Yeah. I was more uh, Blazing Saddles. and <laughs> No, we just we love Fear. I think I introduced her to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I don't know if I introduced her to Fight Club or not, but uh, she fell in love with those movies. We had the we have similar, very similar taste in movies, which is a blessing. And we, we, we would just watch those movies like almost every night for probably like six months. Cause I bar- I didn't have any, like I had like four DVDs, <laughs> I had like no movies. So yeah, they were pretty new at the time and I was pretty poor at the time. Oh, and- I just had, like, I had the old repeat, like, like rewind, automatic rewind, restart on my VCR. <sighs> you know what that reminds me of? Uh, the DVD player we had at her apartment in the basement. Uh, well, you remember, like with DVDs, they would just go back to a menu, right? And there'd yeah, always and they be like burn a burn in the screen. Well, they burn in the screen, but the, there's a lot of them would have like music or sound bites or something. Yeah, the Big Lebowski had a weird one. Uh, the one I remember was we, I would, uh, for a while there, I was watching Evil Dead 2 like every night to go to sleep. And the fucking DVD menu was so fucking loud. And it was mostly sound bites and it's of deadites. Yeah. So it's literally. And she she still says this to this day from Night, twenty years Nightmare ago. Nightmare fuel. She's well, no, it's just annoying. It's just uh, I think it's Henrietta. I, was it? Yeah, I think it was Henrietta uh, in the movie, the the one, the wife deadite or whatever. And she's like, "Dead by dawn, dead by dawn." Yes, yes. And it just plays on repeat while you're sleeping and just drills in your fucking head. And we both 
just say that sometimes <laughs> if, there, if we see the word dawn or well, dead swallow your soul swallow your soul swallow your soul yeah that, almost like the old timey like uh it always that part of the movie always thinks of, it's like a three stooges episode they got the weird crackling noises the three stooges big influence on the sam raimi stuff for sure <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to look up. I, I want to see the box office gross of Fight Club. I didn't really do any research. I just watched the movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. And man, it is it is just so good. Uh, I'm not just going to talk talk about how good it is. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I had some quotes. The reason I want to watch it is because of today's woke culture, outrage culture and how white men are the, the root problem of everything. And mm -hmm. this whole movie is basically just about white dudes. But dealing with, I don't, I think people maybe focus We're on the middle children in history. We are the middle children. Of, I think I wrote, I put that in here as a quote that I was going to mention, like some really we good lines. We have no great war. Our lives are our great depression. Right. That, yeah. We are the middle children of history raised by television to believe that someday we'll be millionaires and movie stars and, and rock stars, but we won't. And I feel like. That's where we're at now with Instagram and the Kardashians and, and everybody wants to be and us doing a podcast. Everybody wants to be <laughs> known for something. You know what I mean? Like we're all putting ourselves out there. Well, we're putting something, yeah, just hopefully to get discovered. But that's not even, I, I don't know. I just, I'm doing this to meet people. Like this is, as I'm not in any social circles, this is the easiest way. Podcast? This is the easiest way to meet people? <laughs> no, I knew, knew people like outside of Northeast Ohio. Okay. Uh, another quote that I really liked was uh, advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. Didn't they say you, we are, you are not your fucking khakis? At you some are point? not your fucking khakis. You're not what's <laughs> in your wallet. So many great things for that movie that and I think people do get hung up on the the fact that it's about dudes or whatever. But that, that applies to everybody. You know, I asked Maggie, I was like, why did you like this movie so much? And she, that's what she was talking about, the ideals of it. Uh, you know, the ending, you, you can get behind this destruction because they're destroying the credit card companies. Yeah, the financial institution. Yeah, that's literally holding everybody We're back. change America's currency into maple leaves. <laughs> like, yeah. man, it, it, just, it, it still is, I don't, do they make movies like that? And then I was thinking, they do. Sorry to Bother You is one of those movies, yes. I think. Yes! That's, that's one of those movies that really... Uh, Throws a middle finger up at society. Yeah, and well, it just corporatism and unbridled capitalism and all that stuff i really want you to see the network so i have it you loaned it to me. i haven't watched it yet oh, um that's right yeah you loaned it to me it's something i saw it on my shelf it is it, that's easily a top five of my favorite movies i, all I time. do need to watch that um but just the uh, the idea is, is again stepping away because i was like you know what i don't really want to address all the stupid woke culture and white dudes are the problem because the actual thing with fight club is it's just it's anti like there's a Starbucks cup in almost every scene in that movie, which is intentional. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch that's, that, is that subliminal? Yeah, that's like, well, like yeah. the subliminal Brad Pitts that yeah. pop up and stuff. It's like that where uh, they're they're just ragging on, you know, corporate America. And and it's only gotten worse since 1999. You know, it, it's well, none of this stuff has ever been really addressed. No, it, it it's, it's literally only gotten worse. And that, like that, that book and that movie call that stuff out and nobody went to see the movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's I think, frustrating. I think most people are aware of fight club, but they think it's just a bunch of dudes fighting. Yes, they do. And and not realizing what a, what a poignant 
social commentary it is of yes. the age it was made in. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh there's there's just so much Fucking going on. Fucking Meatloaf with, is so good in that movie. Bitch tits, bitch tits is really good. Every, everybody's great in that movie, and you could tell everybody wanted to be there. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter knocks yep. it out of the park. I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the original line. I, what, the only other scene that always that always sticks with me is when they're they're harvesting the fat to render yeah. soap out of it. And I'm and I'm like in that scene where it gets caught in the barbed wire, yes. I'm just like, it's just oh. pouring down on him. <laughs> he's just sitting there like this. It's like, oh, he's sitting there. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I guess the original line, instead of uh, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school, and the, he was he was told to cut it. Uh, David Fincher was told to cut the line, and he said, I'll cut the line as long as I can, you know, determine what we're going to use. So the original line was, I want to have your abortion. And then when they said no to that, I think he made it worse, yes. <laughs> which is great because <laughs> he's like, all right, well, now we're putting this line in. And uh, uh, yeah, I guess uh, the author, Chuck Palahniuk, uh, that movie turned me on to that author. I was, I'm not I've never been a big book reader, but he um, that was I don't know if that was his first novel or not, but he sold the rights to it for like six thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh but you know he was involved with with the movie and everything and and he's uh you know i think he's in his 50s now um he's an old gay man you know and that's what a lot of people don't know <laughs> it's like the guy who wrote it i mean you could definitely imply some homoerotic undertones with the fact that it's all dudes or whatever but uh dude every, the here's the other thing about the movie it's fucking comedy dude for the most part it is oh, it is social satire dark comedy yeah yeah and just uh with the soundtrack ghoulish overtones <laughs> <laughs> and you know like the one guy trying to start a fight with a priest and you know all, all those all those little things oh that that whole sequence of trying to get in a fight and lose yeah just how they're like he throws the bible on the ground and sprays <laughs> it with the water yes and he just hits him with that little poop <laughs> or that one dude gets tackled his shoe goes flying <laughs> <Yes>. off <laughs> oh man such a brilliant movie. And at no point did I think, though, like, oh, man, I want to join a fight club. I, I think it taps more on the fact that, uh, you know. Well, no, and that's a, and, that, and that's a weird thing is that it is an, is an enlightening satire as it is. It, it the dude bros like really gravitated toward it because it was about the violence for them. I didn't know anybody who gravitated towards it, which was my issue. Is nobody went and saw it. But I think in the press, though, they, they missed the whole thing, which was. um it wasn't about glorifying fighting or anything like that. To me, it was more about, uh, again, existential crisis. Like, okay, I, I work this job to make this money. So these other people make more money and it it's soul killing, right? <laughs> corporate America, whatever. Right. And buying into what, what, um, what corporate America believes your life should be. Right. And just like the a, whole like collecting the IKEA collection, yeah. we're surrounded by. Well, it. I need, I have this, so I need to get this, and I need to. And it makes me feel. So complete. I need to go to work to make this money, so I can complete my living room suite or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it, it just really spoke to me back then. And it speaks to me now because that's, I, I mean, that's, I think, what a lot of people do. They just kind of accept that's what you're supposed to do, and they go do it, and they don't. Even, a lot of people don't even think about what else they could be doing instead yeah. of working for the man, basically. And, uh, uh, go start a business. Yeah. Do something you want to do. And that's like, that's, that's, that's what my wife did. And that's, I'm like, follow She's inspired me. That's why I started writing a book. I'm like, 
I need to do something that isn't this, that isn't just making money for other people so I can have some of their money. Well, <laughs> you know, no, that's, uh, I mean, that was essentially the goal for, for me personally as well. Yeah. Like I, I was tired of working for another person. Right. And what could I do to maximize my effort to make sure I was in a position to move forward. Right. Instead of stay at this just grind it out mentality. That's exactly what it is. It's the daily grind. And uh, this movie, it I don't know, it can kind of pump you up and motivate you to to wanna do something else. But I, I think that was the whole point of the you know the the fight clubs in general is they just they they just kind of felt numb. They didn't they didn't really like passionless, just dispassionate and that's well, what they I mean, that's what they found to well, do. Ted and I, I mean it's a great thing that you don't know what you're made of until you're in that situation. Yeah. Like and it was more it was is kind of more of an, an awakening of their consciousness because they were experiencing physical pain. Yeah. And also, you know, it was activating that adrenaline, you yeah. know, there's just some of the primal urges that you don't get in a day-to-day job. And we're not even addressing the brilliant twist at the end. Which I didn't see coming, which is oh, the first time I saw it. Yeah, it didn't dawn on me that it was this that he was talking to himself the whole time, and it wouldn't because they they lied to you the whole time, which I think was great. And because I guess there's a rule, like a a film rule that, and I remember reading the review from Roger Ebert or whoever back in the day, and they were like, "This movie violates this rule, which is never have two actors play the same character," and that's exactly what they did. To great effect, though, you know, it wouldn't have worked otherwise. And right. it was it was just brilliant. And uh, like when they go back and show you where he's talking, handing himself a beer or whatever and uh, how he ends up because um, he's, you know, because of his well, insomnia and, and, and all I that. I love that even though the only one that's really conscious of it is his alter ego. Yeah. The entire time. Right. Like that's like like his his unbridled id is actually him <laughs> to some. You know what yeah. I mean? It's actually a big part of him. And uh the way then when you watch it, you know, second, third viewing and they're, they make it almost obvious. You know what I mean? Like some of the things that are said to him and everything and about how uh, you feel like you're watching yourself, which is rare to have a a twist is that significant enhance a supplicant's viewings of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, 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 you're paying way more attention to the syntax and how he's communicating with other people around him And right. It, it, it's, it's, man, it's a really good movie. <laughs> it's just a brilliant, brilliant film. A million uh, boomsticks. <laughs> it gets a million. That's our new scale. Cool. <laughs> scale, scale, ever-changing scale. It'll be two boomsticks next week will be the most. <laughs> you get one or two. True so, or false. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True or false. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've always loved that movie and I, it, it never got its due in my opinion. And, but it did, it did do well on video. I guess it, did, it was one of those cult hit kind of things. Yeah. So a lot of people did see it on, uh, on home video. And, uh, I had, I did have friends that, uh, I watched it with a lot back in the day. So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on with that. Is it's just uh, everybody watch it. It's it's for men and women too. Like the message applies to everybody. Women absolutely feel the same way in their jobs. I'm sure. Yes. And uh, I, I was reading. Um, I read something that when who I think they saw the movie or they oh no Chuck Chuck Palahniuk was talking about how when he was like still writing the book but he was in Portland. And it's funny because have you seen Portlandia? 
Okay, well, there's a bookshop, a bookstore in there. Fred Armisen and, and Carrie um, Brownstein. They, it's uh, it's a women's bookstore. Basically, it's you know uh, has a very lesbian pro woman agenda, and they play the proprietors. And it's a real bookstore that they rent for the show. And then they like they both play women though, and and they're just uh, it's very funny. But anyway, but he's talking about being in Portland, and he was at some uh, feminist bookstore. I was like, it's got to be the same one. It's the one on Portlandia. But anyway, and re- do, reading it, and he said, like, women came up to him afterwards, and they were like, they were asking, do they have fight clubs everywhere? Or how, do they have it for <laughs> women? Or how do we? And he was like, <laughs> like, it was like a real thing, and they wanted to join. He's like, <laughs> sure, you have a basement? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, I thought that was a pretty good little anecdote. The fact that women are like, yeah, I want to join a fight club. Where do we uh... Do they have a female chapter? <laughs> Good shit. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah I'm sure they have the same impulse to wreck somebody else at some point in their or, lives, too. Or, right. Or just, you know, if you if you've never been in a fight, which I have been in a fight. I, don't I still like being can't in get fights. over that. That's Jared Leto in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I thought it was he, great. He was the blonde dude. That just right. got mauled. Uh, and here's here's a. Uh, I'm going to divert here because you just reminded me of something I just found out that you might already know is that did you know that Miley Cyrus is in the MCU? She played a yeah. character. You knew that? Yeah. Why do you know that? Because <laughs> I remembered it. She was the floating head thing from the, at the end of. But Guardians how would you know that? Because it was on some Yahoo thing. Oh, OK. I was like, I never. I wouldn't have recognized her voice, but yeah, I, I remember reading it. But yeah, that's she plays. uh character named mainframe where she has like two lines at the end i guess that was one of the original guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. along with yondu and whatever sylvester stallone's character the ravagers yeah she was one of the ravager leaders okay um but i I just found that out today i thought that was interesting neat um i cannot wait i read an article today that they cut down between Infinity War and Endgame, since they filmed them back to back, 900 hours of footage. Holy shit. I want to see, see all that of director's it. cut. See all of it. <laughs> right. We never I want to see it finished, the, though. All right. So that's the other thing with, about the MCU that's, that's just shocking. There hasn't been a director's cut of any of this stuff. Yeah. It's like we got the director's cuts, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I guess we just have to trust that we have. Uh, like, that's. It's unbelievable. Like, there's no extended editions of anything. No. It's this is what it is. And take it or leave it. Did you see that uh, that Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight scene that somebody cut together that was all over YouTube like the past <laughs> week or two? No. You got to watch that. I'll send that to you. Um, like a week ago, somebody basically the scene from A New Hope where Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight. It's very much just two old men hitting sticks together, right? Because yeah. of the era it was filmed in, the budget, all that stuff. And so, somehow better. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. But this guy or this person, I don't even know, this team, whoever, they filmed, they refilmed that scene, but with today's technology and martial arts skills. And you just got it. It's fucking amazing. It's like, this is the, if, if George Lucas was going to tinker, this well, is how he should have tinkered. Did you see that video floating around Twitter, that chick whipping around that lightsaber? Yes. Like going behind, like flipping it underneath her as she's I jumping. I I was like, did, where, is the, where are these choreographers? Right. 
Well, I saw that because it popped up because somebody posted it with the uh, the clickbait of like when for people that think women can't kick ass in Star Wars, which I, w- I was going to go comment. And instead, I just read the comments, which is far more. And literally, they're just saying the same thing I was, which was like, no one said that. Yeah, <laughs> no one said that. No one's saying that. And then they somebody posted a great meme that showed. Yeah, they're just looking to eat everyone like it, right. it's it's like no one said that but somebody posted this meme of it had like eight female jedi well known from you know from ahsoka to yeah. bastila from knights of the old republic um all these female jedi that everybody likes and then ray was in the middle and it was like not you or whatever like i don't know if you've seen that meme format but like it's just people don't like ray people that's the problem it's not women we have a problem with it's the fact that you made She's not a character like she's a device is all she is. She's a fucking plot device. You you didn't write a character into that. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I got into Star Wars again. A little preachy. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> I don't care about being preachy. I just I know I get when I start talking about Star Wars, I don't shut up I'm like a, a fucking war veteran. <laughs> like, so I can't ang- believe you're so angry. It's so bad. They took something. Oh, let's let's contrast that with uh, Game of Thrones. So a lot Game of Thrones. I don't a understand lot of why everyone's week. so pissed, right? right? So here's so here's something that, that that always bugs me when when you're watching something and it's not what you hoped it would be. Yeah. doesn't automatically make it bad. Yes, or the worst thing ever. Yes, judge something on what it is. Yes, and, and let it finish, then have your final critique instead of just I can't believe they killed a fucking dragon again. Who cares? Or, or even like, uh, spoilers, Daenerys loses her fucking shit and everyone's surprised by this heel turn when the entire show has been moving her towards losing her mind. Quite obviously, in my opinion. As you've been removing her checks, her last, honest, her last check was Masande. Yeah. And for her to lose, lose essentially her moral compass. Well, not only that, though, but in this, not only did she lose... And Jora, she lost Jora. Yeah, Jon Snow snubbed her and was like, "I'm not going to fuck my aunt anymore." Twice, no more sex from your nephew, Aunt Daenerys. Uh, dragons, and then, um, and then she was also torn up over the fact, like you could tell, she was very upset that the people of uh, what's where are they? King's Landing. No, 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 not them. Um, where the Starks are from? Winterfell. Thank you. That the Winterfell people weren't just falling over for her, like everywhere else she went where she was the breaker of chains and all that stuff. They liked Jon right, Snow. Because, she didn't like that. Right. Yeah. Even that. And even when uh, Missandei, when they're in the crypt, he's like, you'd all be dead if it wasn't for her. Right. Like, so how about you guys did at least show a little gratitude? Yeah. And yeah, and I thought they were acting like dicks to her, but that's kind of how those people are. Right. She's an outsider. And um, she's so used to showing up somewhere. And there at that point, and, and this is also the thing that I thought was good within the character was there's no, at any point, there was no reason that for her not to think this was a trap. No. As soon as the bells ring, she's like, okay, this is it. They're going to come after me. Fuck it. I might as well get everyone first. <laughs> and well, I don't li- think that was a reasoning. <laughs> literally lawn mowed the entire city. <laughs> like that was, I thought that was very fun. Making lines. Um, but the the other thing with her is all she's ever done is conquer. Yep. And they've they've addressed that, too. She just leaves. Then she leaves and then the slave owners take back over or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, she never solves anybody's problems. You know, so she comes in, she conquers. She solves them on a very juvenile level. 
but it's it's very temporary and all it involves is mass murder for the most part that's all she knows how to do that's all she's been doing blood and fire yeah blood and fire she said it herself and that's all she's been doing so yeah these people who are complaining about this turn like it was some wwf heel turn out of because nowhere i think everyone believed and this is something even if you listen to j uh jrr martin's interviews he hates heroic tropes yeah so for him and even like and jamie had a mild redemption arc still went back to what he knew yeah so that was that was a i mean they basically up see his like turn was it has more a happy ending his turn was way more unexpected than hers in my opinion like hers was been choreographed for a long time. He was, you know, he was with Brienne. You're like, oh, I they're think, together. And then all of a sudden he's like, later, bitch. I got to get back to my sister. Right. So that, but I think that's well within as far as him coming full circle back to where he, what he knows and what he loved. Right. But I, I'm and I don't I don't even have a problem with it. Like, I hey, understand at least, it. At least Jamie got a piece of strange. <laughs> but like, I don't have a problem with it. But if you're going to attack something for coming out of nowhere, that came out of nowhere way more than Daenerys yes. losing her shit. Like she had plenty of different well, because motivators. You, you see the Jamie leaving Cersei, which I like in a grant, like I wasn't not going to say I wasn't a huge fan, of, but I understood it. Whereas you know, he left her to go do the right thing and to and, save everybody. And I. Th- yeah, right. Because the entire world survival depended on that fight. Right. Like if they'd have lost. Everybody's fucked. Right. So, yeah, that, that but I wanted to bring that up because I, I think that's the difference between, like you said, bad writing and things not going your way is the last two major Star Wars entries are just bad writing. Whereas Game of Thrones, it's just it's not going the way people want it. <laughs> right. And, and that was something that was made clear to everyone going in that this isn't the story you think it's going to be. Now, I will say I did have some disappointments with um, how anticlimactic Cersei's death was. I would have liked to have seen something more dramatic than just getting crushed. I was hoping Arya would kill her, but... Um, I, was, yeah, I wasn't expecting the Hound to chew her away. So, but... He didn't give a fuck. All he's ever cared... He doesn't give a fuck about any of that royal shit going on. He's just been after his brother the whole time. He finally got his fight. That fight was great. And then, oh man, his eye popped. And like, Yo. When he started doing that, I was like, "Oh, don't do it! Please, don't do it again! I can't watch this again! <laughs> I can't yeah. watch this!" Again. And then you saw the one squirt. And yes. You're like, oh, oh no! 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 And yeah. And then he's like, "Fucking die!" Which was just great. And so he got he got a fitting ending for his character. And then the the one thing about Arya not going to kill Cersei, you could kind of look at it. At, I mean, Hound told her he's like. If you go this, keep going this way, you're just going to die. And she basically chose not to die. She put her list aside or whatever. Well, and right. said, I'm not I'm not going to. You know, important. or that or she's going to die anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, but I just that was an interesting moment for her character development, though, because she's been so motivated by revenge and doing fantastic with it, too. Like she, oh, still, she has, just, I think, hands down the highest body count, maybe between her and Denarius now. Well, Daenerys, I think, <laughs> might have topped her, but... Uh, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, no. at least there's 100,000 whites that essentially died because of Arya. No. All 99 of Craster's kids died because of Arya. No. All the, all the um, what, the Tullys, not the Tullys, who are they? The, um, the, the creepy dude in the Riverlands. Dude, I don't the know. The twins. That. I don't know these names. The one he <laughs> took the face, she took the face of and poisoned the whole family. Yeah. Yeah, all those dudes. Uh, but 
she's still my favorite character though. And who who do you think is going to end up on the throne? My bet, it? my money's on Sansa. That's what I think because I feel like I feel like they're. <laughs> I'm so shocked we're in agreement. <laughs> well, to me, here's my reasoning for this is 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 thus. And I, again, it, and if they go a different way, I'm not going to be like, oh, they should have done it this way. My reasoning is. If, if they go for the somewhat happy ending or, you know, the hero wins kind of thing, Jon Snow and who is going to have to take down Daenerys. But I feel like he's going to step aside because he's fine. I think after seeing the way what Daenerys did after he pledged, I don't think either her, one of these two survive. So, I don't think either no. Jon nor Daenerys is going to survive. OK, and that's a possibility, too. So either he doesn't survive or he's smart enough to realize that he's a fucking moron and he has no business ruling anyone because after, especially after this last oh, but atrocity, it's good for the realm, <laughs> right? And he's like, he needs to realize he's made nothing but poor decisions in that regard, and needs to let somebody like Sansa. Rule. What a great shot of having Drogon creep out of the shadows, yeah, <laughs> to torch Varys. Ah, uh, they, yeah, they killed off Varys, which I was fine with. I like, I did like Varys, which is because I didn't like him at first. But they, that's that's one of the things they've done with this show with great character development is turning people that you genuinely hate. Into people you like, and vice versa. The, the way Jamie's Jamie's arc moved yes. was just a stroke of genius. Jamie, even Tyrion, I like Tyrion at first. Like the only character that I feel like I hated till the end, from beginning to end, was Joffrey. <laughs> you know, like nobody liked that guy ever, and he never had any chance. <laughs> oh no, there's a what was the other guy? The 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 guy who kept raping Sansa. I forget his name. Ramsay. Yes, him too. <laughs> He was never like shocking. I can remember these names. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I am with Star Wars names. I'm not I'm not there with Game of Thrones because I'm not that big of a fan. But yeah, I think that's the big difference between uh, bad writing and just not doing what you want. Like with, with you know, with like Force Awakens, the, the bad writing just it starts with the fact that the entire movie, even though it's episode seven, it is just a remake of episode one without any warning. And then on top of that you have a completely and utterly incompetent villain and a completely overpowered hero. Like that doesn't make for an interesting story. You know, it's supposed to be like, like when you see Thanos fighting the Avengers, there's yeah. one guy fighting. Oh, I hear someone dudes. make a video about how Thanos's weapon was stupid. What is like, sword? Who, yeah. Who like, fucking cares? It's fucking badass. It looked cool. It's fucking sweet. But it's impractical is the point he was making. Yeah. Because these you movies are so, so realistic. I was like, <laughs> all right. So, you know, the big purple dude with the scrote chin, you're concerned about his personal safety. <laughs> right. Who's based nigh invulnerable. Yeah. You saw what Tony Stark had to do just to c cut his face. I don't think he's worried about cutting himself on a sword. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's his his hands are probably calloused enough from handling it and doing all that murder all the time and balancing tiny knives. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, little one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... don't worry about the murder over right over your shoulder. <laughs> right, just balance. Watch this. this, okay? Samson, okay? I have no idea. Mm. It's, it's middling around the room. Uh, what else have I had going on this week? Uh, I should probably cut that out, but I'm yeah, not going get to him. get him. Get him, Sampy. Perked uh, up on that one. Oh, uh, comic. I know you don't you don't buy physical comics, but do you are you reading any current I'm Marvel not comics? reading shit? Not right reading now. anything. I'm going to recommend later this year. Spider-Man. Well, I'm always recommending Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Spider good. Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Actually, I rewatched uh, Into the Spider-Verse again. God, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Basic Spider-Man is great with um, 
Uh, I oh, think Lee? Nick, Nick, yeah, but he he's not on it all the time because they put it out twice a month, so they they split the workload. But yeah, uh-huh. his artwork's great, but they have Nick Spencer writing it. He's doing a good job. And uh, the team who's working on Venom, which Venom is really good. I yeah. highly recommend Venom for the past year. Is uh, they're they're starting to well, you remember like the Maximum Carnage from like the '90s yeah. storyline? They're doing something called Absolute Carnage, and they're everything's kind of leading up to that. And it looks it's going to be fucking great, judging by there. So I I would tell you this: I would say go back and read the last year's worth of Venom, which it started at number one. So you can go right. back to this volume at number one. And it's only like twelve issues in or something. Really, it takes Venom because Venom has been so poorly written as a character since conception basically he's just been very thin i i and um and i love venom i'm saying that as a venom fan who owns all these comics and and honestly like like i got back into reading him as agent venom yeah when uh flash Flash thompson was right and man that was a good run i think i got maybe 50 60 issues deep in that thing wow uh but i mostly i like the eddie brock stuff but eddie brock's been a terrible character up until donnie donnie cates started writing venom a year ago and now all of a sudden he has some real depth of it to his character and the writing is a lot more believable and uh everything that's going on is very interesting he's changing the whole venom mythology and and the symbiote mythology which in in very cool ways in my opinion so the fact that he's gonna be writing this carnage storyline is uh i'm very i'm amped up i'm pumped up for it uh spider-man's just been good even though you know dan slot uh he came off of it a little about a year ago uh and nick spencer took over but it's been good even though i think dan slot is still like my all-time favorite spider-man writer they see i do you like i remember game of thrones names you remember writers yeah stuff, <laughs> we remember which I don't. different things are important to us um i'm not a huge game of thrones i, I enjoy game of thrones but i don't oh i enjoy huge... like all the weird stuff that is around it more than yeah i enjoy the show yeah but you know, there's a b- bunch of YouTubers and whatnot that have done like these the histories of Westeros, and I was like, wow, there's way more going on here than I ever care to know, and it's fun to watch a video here and there. See, that was that was me. That's how I used to be with Star Wars. I used to read all the expanded universe books, not all of them, but a lot of them, until they got nuked. And yeah, and then all of a sudden they're they're no good anymore. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I really have anything else. Um. Ooh, uh, end of the month. The oh, they just announced that uh, Rick and Morty season four is coming I out in November. November. So that's exciting. And then the same guys who made that, who make that, um, Justin Roiland has a game coming out at the end of the month called Trover Saves the Universe. I will be buying that on day one. It looks funny and entertaining. I don't know that it'll be a great game. It's only thirty bucks, which is again, it's a short experience. Even better. I'm tired of really long games. <laughs> wow what are the, what trailers have come out uh the it 2 trailer came out that looks really good did you watch that no um what else is i, I saw some other trailers I don't watch too many trailers final fantasy 7 remake trailer i don't care i'm excited for that oh my god which i don't know why because i haven't played a final fantasy game since final fantasy 7 but that's probably why <laughs> so i'm excited to replay final fantasy 7 but with updated graphics yeah uh we'll see how far i actually get into it though um well that's uh, they're releasing that as episodes i I just remember so i might oh even better that is better for me i like that little bite-sized chunks that's great (laughs) that makes it way more digestible for me uh what else is coming out 
thought there was a lot of trailers. Ooh, I'm all caught up on Barry. Have you started watching Barry yet? You got to watch Barry. Barry's great. No. Oh, have you been watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows at all? I saw the first episode. Jesus. That's all I've seen this, so far. The last two episodes have just been gold. Yeah. Oh, my God. They brought in... Um, are you ever going to watch it? Yeah. But like, I literally just started watching it like two days ago. So, so the Vampire Council might be one of the best set of cameos I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. Don't tell me. <laughs> there, it's... I cannot believe they got some of the people to do this. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Uh, like I said, I just watched the first episode a couple days ago. I'm actually trying to catch up on Veep because that just ended. Oh, my God. I watched the last episode of Veep. First episode I've ever watched in, in its entirety. Really? Yeah. See, I was I watched the first three seasons a long time ago. Bounced off it. So now I'm rewatching season three to kind of because I don't I really don't remember it. And I'm, I'm remembering it as I watch it. Um, yeah, that, that show's not like chock full of laughs, but there's some great writing, some great character writing. And Julia Louis Dreyfus is just fucking dynamite. She's just up there with, uh, oh, yeah, with she, like the, Tina no, Fey is one of the best she, comedic she, actresses. She walks into the men's bathroom, they're all like, Oh, your bathroom quality rights and stuff. <laughs> it's just because the door was open, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, her, her, Tina Fey, and Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I think, are like three of the best modern comedic actresses out there caitlin olsen from it's always sunny will do fucking anything for a laugh dude like anything like well the the what's what's the character's name artemis i think she's hilarious she's funny too yeah i do like Artemis. i'd like this still one of the funniest lines it has made me laugh every time is when they're at the bar trying to pick up dudes she's like i'm not getting any action here didn't bleach my asshole for nothing (laughs) time to lose the bra and blast the nips (laughs) yeah she's (laughs) The writing on that show has, has been pretty good throughout the years. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else. Of, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Uh, what's what's next week's movie? I don't know. I kind of wanted to get you. I kind of wanted you to get you to watch that um, uh, that Alejandro Hodorsky's Dune documentary. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you have that somewhere? <laughs> I may have. It I physically. actually look I'm, for that. I may have it physically. I know I have it digitally. Um, just give me your login info watch it that way i'm not buying that is that is that long i feel like that's really long no okay it's, so it's less than may, two hours maybe uh, yeah it's definitely less than two hours okay but it is outstanding i've done some research on this guy and the what i get from is that people some people really really overinflate what this guy did <laughs> and they're giving him credit for things and then i read other things and i'm like but that doesn't line up. Like watch, to... watch the documentary. It, like, well, yeah, but those are going to be the people in the camp of. No, 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 no. Even what? It... And then I heard he's a fucking rapist. That's the other oh, thing I, I read. Remember that? Yeah, he raped one of his actresses. Um, so that's a little off-putting. Well, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But had... I know he's made hands down. Through he actually the... raped a woman for a scene in one of his movies, is what he said. Uh, that's gotta be. And that's what she that's said a, as that's well. That's an urban legend. They both have said this. Like he has admitted it. What yeah. movie? I don't fucking know. Here, oh now I gotta fucking Google it. I gotta do this don't, don't live googling. Dude. Fill the air while I. Uh, don't be that dude. What, uh we don't have a. We're not. Uh, we're not Joe Rogan here. We we don't have a guy that can do this. We gotta. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um. 
So, or I can make you watch the network. What do you think? I'll take the network. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with the network. All right. So this is this is what Hodorowski said. Uh, when I went to do the rape scene, I explained to Mara Lorenzo that I was going to hit her and rape her. There was no emotional relationship between us because I had put a clause in all the women's contracts stating that they would not make love with the director. We had never talked to each other, knew nothing about her, went to the desert with two other people, a photographer and a technician, no one else. I said, I'm not going to rehearse. There will be only one take because it will be impossible to repeat. Roll the cameras only when I signal you two. Then I told her, pain does not hurt. Hit me. And she hit me. And I said, harder. And she started to hit me very hard, hard enough to break a rib. I ached for a week. After she had hit me long enough and hard enough to tire her, I said, now it's my turn. Roll the cameras. And I really, really, I really raped her. And she screamed. So... Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I think something's lost in the translation <laughs> because he has a really odd way of talking. You really don't. Uh, you really don't know if it's not not trying to defend it or anything. But I don't know. <laughs> it, was that was that from El Topo? Um, I actually because I, I sure shit wasn't in the Holy Mountain. I think it was El Topo. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is hands down one of the weirdest things, weirdest westerns I've ever seen. Yeah, that's like, fucking bizarre. Yeah, he claims he actually raped an actress for a movie, and like that's that's very off putting to me. And you, I'm I'm no SJW, however, no, I don't like I, rapists. <laughs> like it's just it's a weird thing I have. All right, okay, <laughs> makes sense. It's just uh, it's uh, yeah. Let's see if, uh, if there's any more info here. Uh, <laughs> he went on to state, then she told me that she had been raped before. You see, for me, the character is frigid until El Topo rapes her. And he and she has an orgasm. That's why I show a stone phallus in that scene, which spouts water. She, she remembered the jizzing rock. It's like, like I really don't want to see this movie. <laughs> No, but it's not. <laughs> I really don't want to see this movie at all. No, not even morbid curiosity at this point. Like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not about that life, as it were. Oh. But uh, yeah, that, I've been doing some research per your. Uh, I'm just for what. So let's watch the that, network. What the yeah? So we're gonna watch the network. <laughs> let's do the network because uh, I've never seen it, and I've, you're not the first person to tell me to watch that movie. And plus, I've read people reference it and all that, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, who else was an influence on? Who's that guy who writes the real like fast, snappy, unrealistic dialogue? It has oh, the West Wing guy. Yeah. Is it is it like that in that vein? It's. I can't remember that guy's name. The language is different. Like is it's it? very succinct. Believable because I when it's, I watch. It, you'll be like, holy shit. And then you look at when this movie was made. It's like, God damn it. How did we end up here? <laughs> like, it's one of those things. Well, I just mean is the because the one thing I don't like about that guy, like the West Wing guy, is when I see his stuff, like he had he had some show with like uh, Jeff Bridges. No, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Oh, the that um, monologue that was getting passed around Facebook yeah. forever. But um, and again, like everybody's just so snappy and, and sharp with all. No their, one's that. I, that that's I hate, the thing that always drives me nuts with. There isn't a lot of that. Um, okay, but I'll watch it anyway. I'm the just, words, the, I mean, the the vocabulary is just. I'm okay with. There's people with bananas. I know people with crazy vocabularies. It's just more a matter of hearing them the way they, 
there's not even a beat between when one person stops talking and the next person starts and there's no stuttering or stammering and everybody just has like these perfect little comebacks and it's just it's a little don't get me wrong I, no it's, one it's, functions on that high level right and it's like you know they do that in movies you know in, in tv shows when you watch 30 rock or whatever like nobody's that but it, it's just more believable you know it, it, it you can relate to a little more but like his dialogue is just so fast and it's it's kind of not my and some people love it and that's kind of not my style but i do want to watch the network i'm i'm glad you picked the network i don't want to watch the rapist movie it's not <laughs> but you're not watching the rapist movie though <laughs> it sounds it's a like documentary oh that one okay well, well yeah I, I could probably watch that at some point that's what i was leaning towards not yeah. el topo or the holy mountain yeah please don't make me watch that no. i wonder if that that uh uh there's a record by I think it's High on Fire has a mount an album called Holy Mountain, or maybe it's Sleep. It's one of those two bands. Same guys in both bands. Anyway, I digress. No. Anything else you want to say before we? No, sir. End this latest episode. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We we do have a Discord. You can come oh, and yeah. chat with us or chat to, with John. Need to participate <laughs> a little more. Um, and uh, if if you want to, but uh, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, hope it's you Sean. S H A W N. So, what what does that mean? Well, no, because I tell people Sean and Nobs, they can like I can't find it. I was like, uh, how are you spelling okay, gotcha. Sean? Sean and Nobs. Well, hopefully, if, if they're hearing this, they found it. I don't know. Yeah, we <laughs> unplug. If you found it, hey, now you know how to spell it. But <laughs> right, you already knew you that go. because you're listening. I don't even care how people spell my name. Yeah. Like people ask me how, like, if they're gonna write my name on an order. I was like, how do you spell that? It's like it doesn't matter Just, as long as you can read it. Yeah, as <laughs> long know? as the address is right, I don't care. <laughs> right, it's, I don't care. Can did you, you pronounce see it? The, did you see? So one of those dudes ordered a custom jersey uh, for the Cubs, and he put his credit card number in the name field. So they sent him. <laughs> they sent him. They sent him a custom jersey with his credit card number across the back. <laughs> I did not see that. That's fantastic, though. I'm going to have to look that up. I want to see that. Uh, but all right. Well, thanks again. And we will we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>